Hey everyone, thank you so much for allowing us to join you today. This is Corbin Muntz, if you haven't met him yet, and he is our student pastor here at our Prattville location of Centerpoint. And Corbin's with me today because we're going to be talking about transition. Yeah. You work with high school students, yeah. and every year at this time there are people graduating, and they're going through transition. But this message today is for a lot more than graduates, right? Absolutely. I mean, in some way or another, we're all in transition right now. Oh, yeah. And you especially. I thought Corbin would be perfect for this because, Corbin, you are Mr. Transition. Since December last year, tell everybody the transitions you've been through. Yeah, you know, just the, just the major life ones. Uh, starting in December, I graduated from college, and then going into January, January 12th, I got married. Uh, January 24th, I moved to a new state and, and bought a new house for the first time ever. Uh, January 25th, the very next day, I got my first dog. Uh, January 26th, <laughs> I started a new position here at Centerpoint. And then a couple weeks later, the pandemic happened. And then to top it all off, I got another dog in the middle of that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So those are just a few transitions. And so I thought you would be perfect to help me with this because we've collected some words of wisdom yeah. uh, for people in the middle of a transition. And you've been very helpful to me in generating this because these are things that have been helpful to you. Absolutely. And so today, if you're going through any of the transitions that Corbin and his wife Morgan have gone through, or maybe you've just moved because the military brought you in or is shipping you out, maybe you have a new child, or maybe you're an empty nester. I mean, there's a whole lot of transitions that people can go through, or maybe just because of COVID-19, even though you're staying at the same job, you've been at it for 20 years, you're having to do it a whole new way. If any of those things are true to you, are happening in your life, then today we have a word of encouragement for you. We're going to talk about four pieces of wisdom that we have for everyone going through a time of transition. Yeah. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you that Corbin and I can talk about uh, wisdom from your word. It's our guide in all matters of faith and practice, and Lord, we need wisdom, especially in transition. So today, Lord, we pray this uh, message will be greatly encouraging. I thank you, Lord, that you've encouraged Corbin and Morgan so much through all the transitions they've been through, and they're still going through. And so, Lord, I pray that today um, you'll move us both out of the way and say whatever you once said to help us live lives to the full in the middle of transition. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So the first uh, piece of advice, and you were adamant about this one. We start with this one. We're going through our notes here that God will be with us wherever we go. Yeah, I think that is just such an important reminder for us that God's going to be with us no matter what we're going through, no matter what stage of life we are, who we are, who we're with. God yeah. is going to be with us. In fact, it was interesting to me, you picked a passage from the Old Testament from the prophet Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, how'd that come about? So I, the other day I came into the office early and was just kind of reading through Ezekiel and I got to this passage and just kind of saw it in a different way. Just kind of set the stage like what's going on here. Basically, all of the people of Israel, or about half of them actually, got taken out and exiled to Babylon. And Ezekiel, the guy who's writing this down, was one of them. And while he was in Babylon, he got this vision. And I'll just start reading a little bit of that vision. It's in Ezekiel chapter 11, and it starts like this. It says, Then the cherubim lifted their wings and rose into the air, and the glory of the God of Israel hovered above them. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the city and stopped above the mountain to the east. Afterward, the Spirit of God carried me back again to Babylonia, to the people in exile there, and so ended the vision of my visit to Jerusalem. And I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. Yeah, I mean, it's a vision that God had given him while he was in Babylon. He was given a vision of the people back in Jerusalem where he'd come from yeah. and how the glory of the Lord was departing. And, and when you read that, you go, oh, man, the people had turned their backs on God. And so God's glory was departing the temple. It's really sad. But then God showed you something new about that. Yeah, I think 
I mean, first off, nobody could really blame God in this moment for leaving the Israelites because they deserved it. They were turning their back on him and they were doing everything they shouldn't be doing. So naturally, when I read that God's glory left them, it seemed like that was the end of the story. But reading into some different commentaries and just kind of learning more about what this passage meant, actually God's glory wasn't leaving Jerusalem to go to wherever it wanted to. It was God was leaving Jerusalem to go ahead of his people to Babylon, where they were being exiled. So God wasn't leaving his people. In fact, he was actually going ahead of his people to prepare the way for them. Yeah, and that was a big concern for the people in Old Testament times where they believed that the presence of God was almost completely defined by the temple itself. And God was letting them know, no, I'm going to be with you, even in a place of exile. And that's important because in Psalm 139, David said, I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I mean, this is one of the great truths of Scripture is that God goes ahead of us and wherever we go, he's going there with us. And during times of transition, When we're starting a new job, moving to a new city, maybe going off to college, maybe being parents for the first time, God, are you with me in this? And he is. Yeah, and I think we've all seen that right now. I think so many people might think that God could be confined to a building or to a church gathering, but it's been pretty obvious over the past few months that that's just not true at all. I mean, God has been moving constantly throughout our church and throughout so many other churches, even though people aren't together in a building. Yeah, so he's with you right now, even as you watch this. You may be watching us right now on your cell phone or um, gathered together in a living room with some others, but God is with each one of us no matter where we are, and that's a wonderful thing to understand. Now, here's an important life application on this, that we need to work for the peace and prosperity of wherever it is that God sends us. This is a verse that doesn't get enough play. This is Jeremiah 29.7. It says, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Uh, Jeremiah was prophesying to the same group of people that Ezekiel was, but he said, you know, when I send you into exile, pray for the people and the place where you're going to live. That's where I've put you. And that wasn't just true for the exiles. That's true for you and me. Yeah, I know when I was younger, I moved around a lot as a kid, always kind of going through different transitions. When I was going into middle school, I moved from Atlanta, Georgia to California and it took a really long time to get plugged in, but eventually I finally did. But about four years into it, once I finally got plugged in, my family uprooted again and moved to like the Orlando area in Florida. And for me, it just was so hard because I didn't know what I was going to do. It was just a really hard situation to go through. And immediately getting there, I kind of got plugged in this church called Journey Christian Church. It's actually a church. That's where we found you. Yeah. yeah. It was a church I was serving at before I came here. And this guy named Eddie came and just kind of pulled me under his wing and said, hey, let me get you plugged in. He kind of knew that I was already feeling this call into ministry. And he's like, let me help you out. Let me see if this is real or if this is where you really want to be going in your life. And really just kind of walked me through it. And, and if, I was, if I were to have prayed for that, it would have just been so much more obvious to see it. Because I think in that moment... I didn't really see that God was going ahead of me and God was preparing the way for me. But looking back now, it's really obvious because not only was that where I got my first step into ministry, but also the first day I walked into that student ministry was actually the day that I met Morgan, who's my wife now. Yeah, and so God goes ahead of us. And if we can remember that, then when we're going through transitions, it'll encourage us to pray for wherever we're going. Yeah. 
I remember in college when somebody challenged me to this exact concept, they said, John, you need to pray for the professors or the classes that you're signing up for this fall. Yeah. And that had never occurred to me before. And they said, because this verse says that their welfare will determine your welfare. If the yeah. teacher does a good job, I'll do a good job learning. <laughs> I mean, that makes so much sense. Instead of grumbling and complaining about all the transitions, what if I prayed for, hey, Lord, I'm going through this. It's a surprise to me, but it wasn't a surprise to you. Yeah. Please help me make the most of every day. Yeah, and I think the only way we can do that is by remembering that God is going to be with us wherever we go. You know, with that being true, I kind of think that leads us into our second point is if God's going to be with us wherever we go, then we should follow after him boldly and courageously. Yeah, because if he knows where we're going to go and he wants us to be praying about that, well then, okay, God, then the things you have in store for me, you're going to help me with this. In fact, you chose an interesting passage. I'm going to read a couple of verses from Joshua 1. Um, The setting for this is Joshua is taken up from Moses, taken uh, the place of Moses, who has just recently passed away. Moses had led the children of Israel for 40 years. And so Joshua was becoming their leader now, filling some awfully big shoes. And so the Lord tells him, be strong and courageous, for you're the one who will lead these people to possess all the land that I swore to their ancestors I would give them. So be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and then you'll be successful in everything you do. And you chose that passage because you said that was very encouraging to you. Why so? Well, I mean, in this passage, Joshua is going through transition. And more transition than a lot of us ever will have to. He's following after like the Moses, the guy that got to speak to God one-on-one and have all these great conversations that really set up the world today. But not only was Joshua following after Moses in his life, he also was going and doing more than Moses had already done. He was going into the promised land and he was going to lead Israel. So he was in transition. And in that transition, God looked at him and he said, hey, be strong and courageous. And he says it twice, actually. And the second time, he says, be strong and very courageous. And he says, you can do that because you're, you are where I placed you. You yeah. are where you're supposed to be. And he said, and one of the things that's going to help you stay strong and courageous is to meditate on the words that Moses wrote down. Yeah. Well, we have not only Moses' words, but we have the words of a whole lot of other folks whom God inspired to write scripture. Yeah. And if we meditate on these words, we can be bold and courageous each day, too. Another scripture that applies here is Psalm 121. Listen to this. I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He won't let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun won't harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Talk about a transition verse. When you come and go, both now and forever, anytime you're in transition, the Lord is watching over you. He's watching over you when you sleep. He's watching over you during the day. And you don't need to be afraid because... He is taking care of you. Yeah, I think that's just just a huge encouragement. It kind of brings us back to that first point we talked about, about God being with us wherever we go. It's just so cool. I know you were telling me a story, actually, about your grandson, about how you kind of got to do that for him. Yes, I work my grandson into every conversation I have these days. <laughs> uh, that's a transition I'm going through, being a first-time grandparent, and being obnoxious is part of that, and I love it. Okay, <laughs> so uh, what happens was, we were talking about this, but it was interesting because I have a new appreciation, uh, a renewed appreciation for God holding my hand. 
The Bible says in a couple of places that God holds us by the hand. And even in this passage, it says he'll watch over us so we won't stumble. Well, my little grandson is almost a year old and he's just begun taking steps. And he loves to venture out and try to walk now. And it's funny because he's all wobbly and he's not sure about his steps yet. But what? But when he is real confident is when I hold him by the hand and we start walking. I mean, he just motors. <laughs> and he's not afraid of anything because he knows, he knows that his grandfather, uh, Pop is my grandfather's name. <laughs> he knows that Pop has him by the hand. Yeah. And I'm not going to let anything happen to that boy. That's just a good reminder that that's what we have right now with God. I mean, God is walking with us, holding our hand, walking us to where we need to go. And so we can be bold and confident. So here's a life application for us. Um, If all this is true, then we need to remind ourselves of that. We forget that. When life comes at us, 60 miles an hour, middle of the day, we just forget all this. Listen to this verse, and I'll tell you why it's important. I'll bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord's always with me. I won't be shaken, for he's right beside me. Mm-hmm. I took the last, I took uh, Psalm 16, 8, that's the last part of that, and I just put it on this post-it note. Uh, the reason I did that is because I discovered years ago that a helpful way to keep reminding myself of things is to just write a verse or a part of a verse on a post-it note, and then I can put it on a bathroom mirror when I'm shaving in the morning, or I can put it on the dashboard of my car every time I'm at a stoplight. I can reflect on this, because sometimes I need to remind myself, God's right there with me. And this would be a great verse to do that with. You've done something like that yourself. Yeah, a little more uh, high-tech version of it. But when I was younger, I was going through a hard time in life, and there was this passage that just really stuck out to me when I was reading. And so I screenshotted that passage on my phone, and I saved it as my screensaver for, I mean, easily like six months. And every time I pulled up my phone, it was right there reminding me of who I was and who God was in my life. Old school, new school, doesn't matter. Okay, (laughs) what matters is is that we get the scripture out in front of us. So whatever it takes, get the scripture in front of you. You and I can have a reminder on this because God wants us to follow him boldly. He's going with us wherever we go. Yeah, I mean, God God wants us to follow him boldly and courageously. And I think a lot of us, we don't really know what that means or where that goes, but I think there's one thing that's true, no matter who you are, where you are, or anything to do with your life, that you can follow God boldly and courageously by treating others the way that you want them to treat you. Yeah, we talked about this, and this was one that I wanted to contribute because when people are in transition, they go, what's one thing I can do whenever I'm in transition? I go, this will work every time. This is is foolproof because it's called the golden rule. Jesus wrote in Matthew 7, 12, in everything you do, do to others what you'd have them do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets. He said, you want to sum up the whole teaching of the Bible and how you're supposed to treat others, do to others what you'd have them do to you. This is a lot more than just staying away from what you don't want them to do. Yeah, I think growing up, all of us hear this all the time, but we hear it from a teacher or from a parent that says, oh, hey, don't be rude to that person because you don't want them to be rude to you, or don't steal from them because you don't want them to steal from you. But I think here God, or not I think, I know God's calling us to a higher standard here because he says it positively. He says, do to others what you would want them to do to you. Yeah, this means we take initiative And we're not just waiting around for things. In fact, that's a life application here. We can take initiative in being kind to others. Mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago, uh, my wife and I were praying about this with our neighborhood. You'll have to use your imagination here. But there was a time when my wife and I were the youngest people on our street. (laughs) Okay. And when we moved in uh, over 20 years ago, the house we live in, 
we had a lot of older neighbors. Well, yeah. the neighborhood has completely changed hands, and there's young families all around us now. We're the old family on the street. <laughs> and, uh, and so what's funny is, is that uh, we talked about this, and we're reading this scripture here, Romans 12. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really mm-hmm. love them. Hate what's wrong. Hold tightly to what's good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. And always be eager to practice hospitality. And we thought, well, if we want to get to know everybody, why don't we just invite them over? My wife makes some really great brownies. We invite them over <laughs> for brownies and coffee. And one of my sons even heard we were doing this. He goes, Dad, nobody's, they're just going to come over to your house just because you invite them over. And I said, yeah, I think everybody wants to meet their neighbors. Do you know that all the houses on our street came except for one, and that's because they were out of town? They all came. They stayed for an hour and a half. And every one of them said this, I'm so glad you did this. I wanted to meet our neighbors. I just didn't know if I should go first. Yeah, and I think that is, that is it. That is it. That's what we're trying to say is don't wait for people to come and do what you want them to do for you when you could go out and just do it for them instead. Like go out and actually be first and be Jesus to people before they ever have just that opportunity to do it for you. Yeah, so I'm starting a new job. Well, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Yeah. It goes on to say, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. If I see somebody who's down, hey, can I help you? If I right. need somebody, see somebody who needs a hand, I can give you a hand. Yep. Whenever we see an opportunity to do to others what we want others to do for us, that's always the right thing to do. And in a time of transition, that is so helpful because many times we're waiting for people to invite us in or to invite us over or to yep. include us in things. Well, we don't ever have to wait for an opportunity to be kind to someone. God gives us that invitation right now. Yeah. So God will be with us wherever we go. That was the first thing we talked about. God's plans for us are clear, and he wants us to be bold and courageous. We follow those. We're supposed to treat others the way we want them to treat us. And then fourthly, we don't need to forget the people who've helped us. And we certainly don't need to forget the Lord. But that's all too common, isn't it? Yeah, I think so often when you're going through a hard time, it's so easy to look to God and to pray for him or and to pray to him or to look at other people around you and ask for their help. Hmm. But once you get through it, you kind of forget that God got you through it, and you kind of forget that those people helped you get there, and you just say, hey, look at me. I got it. I made it. I got my house, or I got this job, and I did it. Oh, yeah. Uh, In fact, in Deuteronomy 8, the Israelites had been in transition for 40 years. I mean, if you think we've been in the pandemic for a long time, they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And just before their journey came to an end and they got into the promised land in Moses' last sermon before he handed the keys over to Joshua, um, he said this. He said, when you enter into this promised land that's flowing with milk and honey, when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he's given you. But that's the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you don't forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands. Never say to yourself, I've achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy Remember the Lord your God, he's the one who gives you the power to be successful. And that can happen. And it's important now in times of transition to reach out to God. Mm -hmm. It's important when those times are over and we have a time of stability and and we experience God's blessing, it's important not to forget him. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of just a life application that we want to bring right now is just we can let others know how grateful we are for them. Don't just remember them, actually let them know that you remember them. I know... Somebody in my life, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, his name's Eddie. He was a student pastor when I first got on staff, at, or not even when I first got on staff, when I first showed up in the door at the church I was at before. And he really did just take me under, my, under his wing and do so much for me. And I still talk to him today. I still talk to him often and just let him know that, you know, 
I care about what he did for me, and he still is there for me. And it's just a good thing to be able to say, hey, thank you. Oh, yeah. In Philippians 1, the Apostle Paul, he wrote a note to some Christians who lived in the city of Philippi. Here's what he said. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you've been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Do you know that you and I can do that anytime we want? We can thank God anytime we want and praise his name. We can also write a thank you to others and say, you know, you helped me. Yeah, I know. The other day I actually got this text from the student at the church I was at before, and he just kind of, it was short. It wasn't really long, but it was just him saying, hey, thank you for pouring into me. Thank you for just walking through life with me because now I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. And when he sent that message to me, it, I mean, it changed my day. It was just so encouraging to know that I made an impact on somebody. And we can do that for other people too. Yeah, and there's no expiration date on this either. Sure. Uh, I got a similar type of note from when, when I was working with high school students well, a long time ago. But anyway, uh, I got a note from a, a student not long ago. He emailed me and uh, he said, 25 years ago, you said something to me that, helped me so much, wow. and he hadn't forgotten it. And he was saying that God had used me to impact his life. Well, those things matter, and I didn't mind that I got it 25 years later. It's never too late to say thank you. Absolutely. Thank yous are always welcome. There's no expiration date. Mm-hmm. In the same way, when thanking God, if today, as we've been talking through this, you realize, hey, the Lord helped me through a lot of transitions. I don't know if I ever said thank you. Well, thank him today. In fact, yeah. in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to pray for us about this, but I just want to remind us again that we're all going through transition because of COVID-19. Even, the way, even if it's nothing more than the way we do all of our shopping, the way we have to wear masks in certain locations, the way we, have to, the way we can or can't gather together for worship and other things. Well, these are transitions. And during these times, it's important to remember that no matter where we are, the Lord is with us. Yeah. It's also important to remember that we can go boldly because he's holding us by the hand. And that we can always treat others with kindness. It's always the right thing to do when we're going through transition. And that if we are wise, we will remember the Lord and remember others and give them thanks. Yeah. Now, as I start this out, you've been like Mr. Transition here lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we went through all four of these. You helped me craft a list. Which one of these points stood out to you? I think for me, the hardest one, but also the most important one, is the one we just talked about. And that's remembering God and remembering the people that got you where you are right now because we can just get busy yeah I mean it's really easy to just go through life and forget about all of that but if you just take a moment to remember that God got you where you are and he also empowered other people to help you get there it will make such a big impact on your life and probably God will use you to impact somebody else's life in a very meaningful way hey would you pray for us now and Mm -hmm. ask God to help us through times of transition yeah God, thank you so much that we just get a chance to remember who you are right now. Remember that you've gotten us where we are right now. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that as we go through transition, as this world is going through transition, that we would just remember that you're going with us. You're going ahead of us even. God, I pray that we would just remember that and we would know that you are always going ahead of us. And because of that, God, empower us and let us know that we can go boldly and courageously after you and after your purpose for us. And God, just let us know that 
You know, there is never the, a wrong time to do the right thing. God, let us just go out, go first, and let people know that, and God, you are who you are. And I pray that you would just empower all of us to remember everybody that's helped us get where we are and just remember you above all else. So we love you, and we pray that you would just continue to guide us as we go through these transitions and as we get through them. So we love you, and we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen.